It's your boy Dub Floyd in the place to be, and in the place to be is Dub Floyd. This is the Hip Hop Marvels podcast in between a segment. Um, I'm here with my squad member, Brandis. Say what's up, Brandis. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you always sound enthused. <laughs> um, late a, uh, <laughs> right, late night, a late night, right? Um, we have a very dope, uh, you know, dope guest today. Um, you know, he's part of the home team. B-Town. You know, you know what I'm saying? B-Town represent. Whoop, whoop. Um, you know, he uh, he he's went to high school with uh, Brandis and I. And, um, you know, when Brandis told me about, you know, his his uh, venture into, you know, the comic book world, um, I was thrilled. I was like, we definitely got to have him on so he can, uh, you know, show the masses what, you know, he's about and what he does. He's uh, the owner of Terry Jenkins LLC. You know, he's a comic book publisher and creator of Favor of Athena, a webcomic. I'd like to introduce Terry Jenkins. What's up, man? How's it going? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Brandon, long time no see. Still like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, 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 um, you know, it's dope uh, have you on the show, man. Uh, like I, like I told you, well, like I told Brandis, um, we definitely had to have you on, uh, so you could talk about all things Terry Jenkins LLC, and um, yeah, man, we're gonna get right into it. So Terry, every uh, uh, every hero has an origin story, um. Tell us a little bit of your origin story. Let us know a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got started, how Terry Jenkins LLC came to be. I read my first comic book um, probably like around second grade, which was She-Hulk, which I know is surprising to a lot of people, but <laughs> She-Hulk was the first comic book I ever read. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then just over the years, just taking in more cartoons and more comics, I got into the mindset of when I grew up, this is what I wanted to do. And so high school hit and um, teachers were like, oh, you got a talent for this, you got a talent for that, you should go for it. But um, funny story, my parents are super supportive of me being an artist, but at the time in high school, I was like, being an artist is hard. So I was gonna go to, I was gonna go to college for psychology before my dad convinced me otherwise. So um, in college, I majored in animation when I went to Rutgers and eventually graduated from Philly Dickinson with um, a liberal arts degree. And um, around the time I was still in the army, I had joined the army and um, it wasn't- Hey, fellow, 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 fellow uh, soldier, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, 40, uh, yep. I came in as a 42 Alpha, I left as a 92 Whiskey. <laughs> That's, I was getting ready to ask you your MOS and you know, I'm, I'm 13 Bravo myself, so. Oh, all right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, oh, thank you for your service, man. Oh, well, thank you yeah. for your service. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, you, yeah. Continue. Yeah. So, um, so I, um, I volunteered to deploy to Iraq in 2008, and around this time, I always had an idea 
for my comic book. Like I knew I wanted to do Greek mythology and I knew I wanted to do something that was, you know, kind of similar to X-Men where um, everybody had their own individual power. But one of my um, shortcomings was I was trying to do everything Stan Lee and Marvel did. You know, in 60 years, I was trying to do... <laughs> oh, you just <laughs> you know, trying to do the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to do it within a year. And um, so a lot of my stories and projects around the time never um, got completed. So um, I, I volunteered to deploy to Iraq in 2008. And while in Iraq, I actually wrote my first comic book series. It was um, five issues. And I couldn't find couldn't find an artist to draw it. That's a whole nother story. That's always, yeah, I've, I've heard plenty of our stories about that because yeah, you have this, uh, you have this great idea and it's just like you you want to get it out it, and yeah. i mean i can imagine a writer wanting to have that dynamic uh that, that uh that stanley and, and 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 you know kirby had you know with the, right the whole, yes. the whole marvel method the whole marvel method type mm-hmm. you know let me let me paint the picture for you and you just draw it you know right you know like yeah. that so yeah, so, yeah, I, I and just couldn't find, um, like, I remember the first artist that um, I was kind of, like, interviewing. He kept drawing all my female characters with big boobs. And at that time, the characters were inspired by my friends. <laughs> so I was like, look, you, I was like, you can't do that. They're, <laughs> my friends are going to be they're like, yeah. yeah, they're going to be like, wait, wait a minute, what? Like, so, wait a minute, how come right. all we all, like, is that all you think about us, man? Like, what the heck is exactly. going on here? So, so I had told him that they need to, you know, you got to draw them realistically. And then he, he, all he did was like, if they were like a triple D, he just dropped it down to like a double D. So I was like, this isn't going to work. So then I got into the mindset of, I'm just going to have to do the art myself. So I got really serious about my drawing, but you know, I was like, I just, I just don't have the time for everything that I was doing um, at the time. So I had a friend that suggested, why don't you turn it into a novel? So at the time, the name of the series was Scarlet Knights. So when I um, started writing the novels, and I wrote two novels for Scarlet Knights, I had changed the series to Favor of Aries. And then um, I've been trying to, yeah, I've been trying to get it edited and published, I would say for over a decade, you know, just trying to rework it and everything. Right. And, um, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I need to find a new network. So I went back to school for my master's of fine art and creative writing at Full Sail. And um, I thought it was going to be more of a creative writing course geared toward prose writing, but it was more of screenwriting. And I had a class called Multimedia Adaption. And in that class, we had two choices. We can either adapt the story that she gave us and adapt that into a short film. And at this point, um, me and my peers, that's all we've done in all our courses is short films. And then the other choice was you could adapt a previous story that you wrote into um, into a comic book, right? So I was like, oh, I'm going to do the comic book. Just, you know, just to do something different. And so I chose right, one right. of the earlier stories that I did. And um, in the process, it was like the light bulb went off, like, this because around this time I was like, oh, screenwriting is so it's so much easier than novel writing, and I was like, I really can see myself doing this as a career. 
but I don't know if I'm gonna go into TV, films, cartoon, animation, um, comic books. And then during this class where I was adapting um, one of my stories, I was like, this is me, this is it, comic books. You, you know, you know, you know the terminology, you know the history, you already had a comic book, you know, like, so I decided, um, and then my teacher actually had me teach one of the classes. Um, so, so that was cool. So then after that, I decided to reread some of my previous books on making comic books. And that class was since July, I believe. So August was when I read the books. September was when I started my Patreon. And October was when I started writing the, um, the script for Favor of Athena, which is now a rewrite of Favor of Aries and Scarlet Knights. Gotcha. So that's all. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much how I get my start. Yeah, that man, that's that's dope. Um, how uh, and it's crazy because, like, you know, as artists, as creatives, um, you know, things that like we tend to uh think that things that we create um get dated you know because we created them but you know to the masses they don't know this right i'm saying so we're able we're able to dig into our archives and pull out something and you know you know someone with uh something old to us and it's new to them you know what i'm saying so i I like how you you know i like how you took the old story and kind of like you know made it you, you know, kind of revised it and made yeah. it something new, you know. And and you know, it's also coming from a different perspective now, because like when I wrote the initial script, you know, I was twenty, I was twenty five. You know, now redoing the rewrite, you know, I have like more knowledge. I have more yeah, knowledge. More, I'm right, doing more right. Format the script because um, that's one of the reasons why people wouldn't read my comic book script initially 10 years ago was because it wasn't formatted correctly so you know it's um yeah you know it's like you know i'm just i'm wiser now and you know it's like right and and from a business point of view i'm you know i know more than what i did when i was 25 so (laughs) right yeah it's been a long road but you're right you know i was was able to take that take the old material and repurpose it for the comic book series now Right, right. Um, you said, uh, well, you know, uh, early on, you said um, that like She-Hulk was like one of your favorite comics. So, it, I mean, it's quite obvious you're you're a comic book fan, and um, but you know, from uh, reading, you know, Favor of Athena, um, I noticed that like the style, it, it, there's kind of a manga anime style, so yes. like or influence, I should say, right? So, mm-hmm. um, in your in your work, like you know, are you like, are you more of a, a manga anime fan than you are a comic book fan? Or, like, is there an equal balance? Or? Um, I would say now. I, I think it, I think it, um, it's up and down. Um, my whole life I was a comic book fan. I, you know, Marvel Forever, DC was second, you know what I mean? Um, right, right, Marvel gang gang. <laughs> right, you no, know, I'm, I'm team red all day. Uh, <laughs> right, right, but right. Say, yeah, but I would say maybe like around the mid two thousands was when I started getting into anime, and and I wouldn't even say really get into it. It was only like maybe like three or four shows that I was watching. It wasn't until I came back from my deployment 
because you know it had nothing to do with <laughs> right. and stuff. Right, right. I would say when I came back from my deployment in 2009, I had uh, the anime book, and but it was still I would say it was a healthy balance then. And then um, after my divorce in 2012, I kind of jumped more into the anime and um, and the manga. So I started collecting more mangas and anime around that time. And because um, for me, the comic books that Marvel and DC were putting now, at the time, I was only really into like Superior Spider-Man and the all new X-Men. Um, everything else felt kind of repetitive, I guess. Which is another reason why I wanted to go out and like create my own. Right. And so, but yeah. So these days, I would say I think it's balance again um i definitely have been reading more comic books um especially from the independent scene you know to see what my competition is <laughs> okay so so, so what, uh yeah. I, I guess my next question was uh, well my next question was going to be what are some of your favorite uh you know uh anime manga and then on the flip side of that some of your favorite comics so you can start with like anime manga what like what are some of the ones you're you're checking out and that that piques your interest now, right today. All right, so um, I recently started reading Demon um, Demon Slayer. So um, I think I think uh, it's yeah, cool. that's a, yeah, that's a top top favorite, right? definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, and, and see the thing with me is I'm one of those people where whatever the newest fad is, I'm not in it right away. I'm like that person that comes in like two years later i'm like oh my god this is awesome and everybody else is like where you been? Like, oh, <laughs> right. been right so um now demon slayer i wasn't too late to the party um i think i came in when it was getting ready when the anime was getting ready to end its first season because when i got onto it and um but i recently started um collecting the manga i i, I think it's um you know i think from a story perspective um, you know, it's not really unique, right? It's just, it's kind of like the same story that we see from a lot of manga and anime, but I just love the, the storytelling and how he, um, how they try to be unique. Like, you know, the villains are, to me, I was like, um, they're just unique, you know? So Demon Slayer's one. Um, this is another one that's been out for a while now, but Tokyo Ghoul, I started checking that one out. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, now you're talking like all time. My all time favorite is Bleach. Um, okay. Which, which actually kind of helped me write re- with the rewrite of Favor of Athena. So there's Bleach, Soul Eater. Um, I was into One Piece, but One Piece is so massive. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's massive. It's, it's hard to. Um, hard to keep up with everything but yeah so those are my a few of my favorite enemies and mangas and like i said demon slayer okay. is my current one fire force is another one that um i'm still reading um oh. comic book wise i was um so i grew up a captain america fan <laughs> oh <laughs> so wow captain, okay <laughs> yeah i'm i'm, uh, I'm team cap so okay. um growing up um i gravitated towards X-Men and the Avengers, but more so Avengers. Same um, here. Yeah, so nowadays, 
and um, I just picked up X-Force, or is it X-Factor? I think it's X-Factor. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back into reading Marvel more regularly these days. So I, I just picked up, yeah, I think it's X-Force. Um, yeah, because it's like, it's like four, it's like a weird team. So like you know, yeah, I don't know if you guys ever stepped away from comic books or anything. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've, I've had, I have plenty of times, and that's that's one of the reasons why, I, like, well, that I, I guess I could say that was one of the uh, influences for me starting Hip Hop Marvels, the movement, and the podcast because, like, I've always had that battle. If I ever stepped away from comics, it's because it, you know, it was to either pursue hip-hop or like just i spend my money on cds or you know hip-hop cds and then i would leave that alone and come back to the comics so it was, it's always been a, a a back and forth thing um, for me as far as as far as the literature but like um with the with the introduction of the mcu it's more uh easy to follow now you know what i'm yeah. saying because everything's so drawn out stretched and long you know so it's easy you know yeah I've, there's a I would definitely there's a movie that, that drops oh sorry. yeah when yeah. there was no i was saying that when there's a movie that drops then um you know you go see the movie and you can dwell on that for a while until mm-hmm. the next one comes out it's not it's not like you know some of these series where you get like two uh you know issues per month or sometimes four issues per month right. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, exactly. Like you know, like I, I can, I can definitely sit here and tell you that I follow the MCU. Like I used to follow the comic books. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, exactly, I, exactly. With the, with the exception of the Externals, I've seen every movie in theaters at least twice. And then, um, you know, and now that you know, I'm pursuing screenwriting. You know, I go to the Marvel movies, you know, sometimes the DC movies, but I go to the Marvel movies and I try to break down, hey, this is what they did at this particular scene, which is a beat, and, you know, and try to really learn. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the, the MCU. I, I just think the way they tell the stories and how they can, like, who would have thought, right, as, as, as comic book fans, right, who would have thought that Ant-Man would have had his own film? Man, I, I'm still like, yeah, and and that it would be <laughs> successful too at that, because I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the biggest Ant Man comic fan. Like, I, I I appreciated them because he was like there in the beginning of the Avengers, right? But, you know, com- you know, comic book wise, but um, and, I never and, got into Ant Man like that. But the MCU made me, uh, you know, appreciate it. You know, I, I so. And, yeah, and that's the thing that I love about the MCU. So not just Ant Man, right? Like, and then I think they chose the right Ant Man to go with. You know, Scott Lang instead of him. But, right, um, exactly. Like, when, but even when you look at like Guardians of the Galaxy, like I remember when they announced that they were going to Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, well, and, which one? <laughs> you know, right? I mean, yeah, yeah more, exactly. Four generations <laughs> of the team, right? And, and and to be honest, it doesn't matter which of the four iterations you go with. Nobody outside, you know, the only people that know them are are like like us, right? True, yeah, <laughs> true, true comic fans, yeah. So, and I was um, wondering how that was going to turn out. You know, I was like, all right, Marvel, you know, I'm going to trust you. And then, boom, you know, that was successful. And, and again, that's 
like that's like definitely in my Marvel MCU top ten. I only watch it for Groot. <laughs> you only watch it. For- <laughs> hey, but, hey, but see, that's what I'm saying, right, Brandon? It's like Groot. Who would have thought Groot would become yeah. such a fan favorite? A character? fan favorite. Rocket Raccoon, a, a talking tree. Raccoon. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, like Rocket Raccoon, who was like a joke character in the comic books, is now right. like. Every uh, he's like, I don't know how many kids love him, you know. And then, um, well, Doctor Strange was another one where I was like, that's very not really obscure, like um, Guardians of the Galaxy, but you know, just another like, oh, I don't know, Marvel. Oh, never mind. Let me stop saying. Yeah, he was he was he was another one that you know I, I appreciated because of his dealings with the Avengers and stuff, but I never really got into. But now I'm like. He plays an important part in Secret Wars, and that's coming. So they mm-hmm. had to make him. They had that's to true. make him a big deal. Yeah, that's true. And, that's and true. the fact that the fact that uh, you know, he like he plays. I, I think he's an important part. Like from here on going out. And what's crazy is like. Um, the movie that I'm most excited for coming up is his. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm a, I'm an Iron, I'm a Iron Man fan through and through. Like, I'm our team Iron Man all day. Gotcha. All but, right. Like, Doctor Strange. I I, I would have never thought in a million years. Like, as a kid, like, oh my gosh, like Doctor Strange. I'm wait. I can't wait for his movie. You know. You know, so, you know who yeah. else they like? And and it's crazy because it was one of the first movies. They made me like Incredible Hulk because you know, like even reading Hulk in the comic book, I was like, all right, he's this strong guy, blah blah blah. But I was I was never really into him. But when they had the um the 2008 movie, the MCU movie, right? I was like, right. God, this character is amazing. And then Nebula, you know, again from Guardians, yeah, you know, from Galaxy, she's like one of my favorite characters, and I can't even I only remember reading her once, and that was during the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I, I was like, I never thought she'd be so vital to the whole MCU, you know, right. storytelling aspect. But yeah, it's it's amazing, and which is why, um, you know, because uh, we, we've gotten you know um, some listeners, and they they would you know uh, email and hit me up and, and say, you know, hey, you know, why don't you guys uh, talk about any of the comics that you know much on your show or whatever, and you guys mostly focus on the mcu and my answer is because it's um easy for everybody to follow you understand what i'm saying it's uh it's like it's 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 more like i said the the story is more drawn out more uh um precise you know for for uh, outside folk for even people that Aren't they have no clue about the comics or the characters right. you know, from the comics? They can just dive in and you know, kind of know what's going on as it's being told to them, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's why we choose to go that route. But in the future, I do plan on you know, getting into some more of the literature, you know what I'm saying, as far as yeah. the Marvel comics is concerned. So, yeah, sure. but yeah, no, that's that's dope. Um, I know you said, um. You know some of your favorite uh like marvel comics i know i i know you mentioned uh earlier that you said uh you know you you you've been checking out some independent comics what are some uh independent uh comics you've been checking out 
Alright, so um, I'm a big fan of Dream Keepers, which is written and illustrated by David Lilly. Um, and the cool thing about him is that um, when I had finished my second novel for Favor, uh, you know, at the time, Favor of Aries, I had submitted it to his company because he has his own comic publishing company as well. Right. And um, he, you know, he liked the book. But it wasn't what they were looking for. Um, Dream Keepers is kind of like um, for anybody that is fans of furries or you know like animal characters. But it's like a really dark story um, that he's telling, and it's it's really good. Matter of fact, that's one of the um, he's one of my inspirations for. Ooh, you know what? Maybe I should go for <laughs> comic right. books and do it. You know what I mean? So, um, and he does everything mostly by himself it's him his wife is the editor and then the, you know they had like some help with the coloring i believe but um he's branched out he has turned dream keepers into you know i have no idea what he's making um but i know like on his patreon i believe he just making like over two thousand dollars a month at some at one point he now has like a car game. <laughs> oh he's, wow! Uh, he's, yeah, he's like, he has plushies. You name it, he has it right um, to the point where he's no longer even selling the the graphic. So he has a graphic novel series, and then he has a prequel web comic called um, Prelude, which tells the character stories from when they were kids, and that's something that he does weekly. And so he's just like yeah. kind of running with that. He's kind of just running with that, and then oh, like no, the rest no. of the he's still working on the graphic novel series. Um, because you know that's I think that's what everybody comes to his page for, right? Um, but you know he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff where we get to see him do the, you know the process. He keeps everybody updated. When he does his kickstarters, his kickstarters sell out. They get funded within hours. Wow. Like he, yeah, he's um, his work is really amazing. And he's another one that's, you know, he was like, I just got tired of comic books and seeing the same stuff over and over again. So I wanted to go out and make my own. So yeah, so um, Dream Keepers is one of my favorites. Um, he's on, he's working on Volume Five. Okay, I'm gonna right have now. to check that that one out. Yeah, um, it's DreamkeepersComic.com, I believe. Yeah, um, really good storyline. All the graphic novels are now free. You just have to download them from the site. It's 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 really good series, and um, he's somebody that you know. Um, that's who I'm kind of trying to emulate. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. I will see. And then um, another good series that I follow, and um, and oh, and me and David, we you know, I I just emailed him the other day, telling him like, hey, my company went from. Ninety dollars last year to now we're grossing um, about three hundred a month now. So you know, I, I recently emailed him. Another oh. good um, independent comic is Tuskegee Cares. Yes, this is written, yep. this is written uh, by I'm Greg Barron and drawn by you know Marcus Williams. Now yes, I have a yep. funny story about Tuskegee Cares. So um, <laughs> so when I was in that multimedia adaptation class, I was telling you about. Right. Um, one of our assignments that we were supposed to do was we were supposed to find people in our field and interview, them, right? So um, I said, you know, I was trying. I, I said, I probably sent out like 
10 interview requests that you know i wasn't expecting anybody to answer one of them was greg burn right wow. <laughs> so um i think the very next day he responded back to me he's like i'll do the interview so i got the chance to interview with greg and you know we talked about comics and um you know how like there's a lack of diversity but definitely a lack of black characters so that's what you know him and marcus set out to do yeah fill that fill that niche right so um so after that i tell him that i was starting my comic book and people be my mentor so he's somebody that he's another comic book creator who i go to to kind of like hey can you look at this tell me what you think and you know he gives me advice he's like he told me he was like i think you need to invest in the editor it's like awesome um (laughs) right right but here's the funny story so this past summer um one of the things that we're taught as screenwriters is you need to read your script out loud and so um me and my girlfriend we have a video game series i'll get into that a little later um where we had people volunteer to be voiceover um, artists but um we never you know we never got a script done or anything so um, I got this idea to um, kind of do like a podcast of doing table reads. So I sent out, you know, a blast on Facebook. I had a couple of people um, respond. And one of the people that responded was my best friend from childhood, Devin Stewart. We knew each other since we were like six or five. And, um, you know, and we kept in contact here and there. But, um, you know, the beauty of Facebook, right? He, he's like, hey, I'm down, um, let me know. So he's been part of my um, my Table Read podcast on our Patreon, where we, you know, we read the script. And I'm like, oh, we're just going to turn it, you know, once we get a real polished episode down, we're actually going to publish the um, episode. And I was like, that's just another avenue to, you know, make money. I was I was going to, and I was I was going to go there. It's crazy you, uh, you said that I was going to go there, but... Um... <laughs> Yeah, and, and we'll and we'll go uh, go there uh, a little bit later. But yeah, continue the story because okay. I was thinking about like this could <laughs> definitely be a dope animation. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. well, yeah, we'll 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 yeah. get there, yeah. man. Because yeah. like, I'm telling yeah. you, my whole my yeah. the, my this journey has been such an eye-opening experience. So Devin and I, after the podcast was done, me and my cast, we like to kind of like talk, um, like what can we do to push the comic out. And um, so he was talking about how, and at this time I had to fire one of my artists on the on the book. <laughs> so oh, we were wow. talking about um the search to find a new artist and try to find new artists in time so that we could keep releasing um on the Patreon we 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 release our comic book pages two pages at a time. So you know it was like imperative for me to hurry up and find a new artist so that we can. <laughs> keep our promise to our to our readers and then it's like oh i'm gonna talk to my friend and see if he can get the artist that did his book for him and we just happened to be talking about Tuskegee harris at the time well um about him realizing um what the title was or i I can't remember how it happened so i showed Tuskegee harris to him and he's like oh yeah that's the book that my friend did um, wait, wait, wait. He, and, he's, and he's talking about his friend is Marcus? Like, no, no, his so his friend is Greg. Right? Oh, his friend is so, Greg. So, okay, yeah. So as we're talking and we're talking about this, Diggy Harris, it hit me. I'm like, wait. So, 
so your friend is Greg? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we went to college together. We're, we're like good friends and everything. And I was wow. like, that's my mentor. He's the whole re- he's one of the reasons why I set out to do Favor Mothina. So we started laughing. And so now, you know, so, you know, if Greg sees this or anybody sees this, the goal is to try to get Marcus to do one of our covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out Greg and Marcus, man. Um, I, I, I last seen Marcus, uh, when was it? I last seen Marcus um back in 2019 uh i think it was 2019 at the uh the nc comic-con here in durham north carolina oh okay and and uh matter of fact i think greg was here as well if i'm not mistaken you know they had the the booth set up or whatever so yeah and and, uh you know i think i hit greg uh i hit marcus up but um, yeah, that's a dope story, man. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, right? and I love, it, I love it. It's like it's a small world, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and I, like my best friend from childhood is friends with right. my mentor. <laughs> exactly, and that's one of my favorite, you know, indie, uh, independent uh, comics, and one of my favorite uh, artists as well, too. Marcus, man. He, yeah, he, Mark. He, he is. He kills so it. He, yeah, he kills it, man. Like for real, yeah, for real. And and then just his ideas from his like independent work. You know yeah, I mean? oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So yeah, yeah so. so I'm like, oh man, we can just get a comic book cover, um, like a, var- a variant cover you know or I mean? something, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's gonna put like that's just gonna you know put us out there even more. So you know, so you know, so um, yeah, it's just it was just a funny, you know, it was just a funny coincidence. So yeah, so um, but, so yeah, so Tuskegee Hairs. And as far as independent comics, that's that's where it goes. Um, I started reading the the uniques, and um, what's the name of it? I just started reading it. I think it's called Color Color in the Darkness. I can't I can't remember the name of the other series, but it's done by this husband and wife team. Um, their name is Comfort. Comfort Love and Adam Withers. They also have a self-publishing guide to comics, which is what kind of also helped me make my comic. Okay. Um, and they're really, really responsive too. Like, um, I almost had an internship with them, um, but they, you know, they don't do writing. <laughs> right, right. But um, they're very responsive, you know, responsive as well. And um, the Uniques is a really cool story um, so far. It's um, kind of like Teen Titans, but if it was on HBO. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, you know, so I'm like, ooh, all right. So, um, yeah, so those, so those are the three that I'm reading now, and then you know, I get a couple here and there um, on my on my Patreon and my website. Um, one of the things I'm doing this year to um, help promote my my theme this year is I want to promote other Black creatives. Right. So I've been interviewing um, other black comic book creators and writers and artists and um, and then trying to promote their stuff on my website and um, on my blog. And so I, you know, so I'm trying to read their material as well. And I'm going to do reviews and stuff like that. Right. That's what's, that's what's up. Um, so, you know, before we get out of here, too, I want to get uh, get in. Let's get into favor of Athena. Um, when I uh, when I first uh you know started reading it um i was thinking to myself like okay because as a kid i always been a fan of greek mythology um <laughs> and and so i was like okay so where did 
where did he get the idea to combine you know the greek <laughs> mythology with because it, there's a lot of different elements here at, at play you know what i'm saying you got greek mythology you got the paranormal you got it, it you know you got uh detective like you know detective yeah. uh like you know solving uh you know crimes and mysteries and everything so like how do you come up with like all of those elements to to uh because it's very different it's very different from uh anything out there because the, you know of the different elements involved you know one of my favorite comics um is a, a bitter you know what i'm saying by uh david walker you know what i'm saying okay. uh sam sanford green and mm -hmm. chuck brown and their thing is it makes like steampunk with like the harlem renaissance with like fighting oh. monst monsters and yeah so it's like all these different and, and that yeah Wait. it's all these different elements in one and i'm just like blown away by that like the to the, the fact that they can fit all of that in you know in a comic right. and um you know shouts out to all those guys because it's been picked up to be turned into a movie which is crazy oh let's see that that's that's the dream you know what I'm saying? that is the <laughs> right dream, you know right? I mean? <laughs> and, 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 and this is an all black you know what i'm saying all, yeah. know, all black creative team you know what i'm saying and right um you know it, it's dope man um so yeah what uh, what what was on your mind man <laughs> yeah take me there what was on your mind all right so um like like i said earlier so in my early 20s i always knew i wanted to do a story so i'm always say comment i always knew i wanted to do a story and i always always wanted to combine it with greek mythology i just didn't know where i was going to take it i also wanted to do something that was unique you know or try to be as unique as possible um i'm a huge fan of crime shows and superheroes so i was like oh what if i did like a superhero <laughs> crime kind of show um using greek mythology as kind of like the history and the mythology behind the um behind the series and so i wanted to do like it's crazy so initially the concept i mean i finally sat down and did the first five issues the concept was essentially X-Men meets CSI, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Using Greek mythology as kind of like the setting. And then um, over the years, I've incorporated like the Seven Deadly Sins. Um, I use a lot of abnormal psychology when it comes to the books. And then... Um, and then, but you know, um, I don't know if you guys, it, it happens to you, but you get so inspired by everything that you like, you start to throw that into your writing. So eventually right. my book actually became like, a, it was like a hodgepodge of like Ghostbusters, um, fairy tale, the anime, like it, 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 it became <laughs> a lot. And that was something that David Lilly pointed out was like, you got a lot of concepts. If you can make it a little more simpler, it you know. So, um, so I cut a lot of that out, but that's that's pretty much where it was all inspired by. It was um, really inspired initially by X Men and CSI, and just using Greek mythology to kind of like bring everything together. So, um, like, like I told you, the it went from Scarlet Knights to Fever of Aries to Fever of Athena. I can't tell you how many times that the mentor 
of the group has changed. Like at one point it wasn't even it was Hephaestus <laughs> at one point. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Um, I, w- I was trying to I was trying like I said, I was trying to be unique. So I didn't want everybody, you know, as far as like the Greek gods, I didn't want everybody doing the same old stuff. Um, which is why Aries was originally, you know, when I originally, that's why I had chose Aries to be the mentor because, you know, everybody always thinks of Aries as kind of like the villain, the bully. Right. So I was trying to paint him in a different limelight, but I changed it to Athena because, you know, it did kind of make more sense for Athena to have her own group. But even my Athena, my, my um, interpretation of Athena is definitely different from all the other Athenas, you know, because um, when the book picks up, within the first two pages, you find out that she broke a sacred vow and she lost some of her powers. So she's not right. even as strong <laughs> as Ares and everything. And then you're sitting there like, what vow did she break? She's the Greek goddess of wisdom. And, you know, even right. Ares, you know, he makes fun of her in that regard. He's like, I don't care if you're the Greek goddess of wisdom. I bet you he fell again, you know? And right, so, right, right. you know, I just thought that was an interesting um, part of Athena's character to a small because you know she's always supposed to be the smartest one she's always supposed to be the one that helps the heroes and my when you read it you'll see that you know she's very selfish <laughs> <laughs> yes and um and doesn't realize it you know with um like that's one of the things me and my cast was talking about the other day um because we just started doing issue two and um, it's real apparent that she's out for herself, <laughs> but she doesn't see that she is. Right, so, and I like your take on I like your take on that because like here here is you know like you said she's you know supposed to be the goddess of wisdom, but you know here she is you know showing a lot of like she's not practicing uh, selflessness but selfishness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you know so. So yeah, I, I thought that was um actually dope. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I know you said you you know um you do you know you you had uh you know gathered um some folks to do uh, voiceovers and stuff like that. So the, you know one of the questions that you know I, I was uh, asking earlier was, did you ever you know or do you ever consider turning this into? animation you know um to where you know there's you know episodes and you know you do have voiceovers and you know right. things of that nature so um my goal from the very start was to make a comic book and hope that marvel picks it up or image picks it up right for for the distribution and then hopefully you know somebody comes along and they're like hey let's make a cartoon series or hey let's make an anime series or let's do a movie or a tv series that's always kind of been like the ultimate goal right um now over the years you know as a creator you you, you go oh well that's probably not really gonna happen i'll just settle for making a novel and hopefully it becomes you know a good, you know, a best-selling book in the sci-fi or the mystery categories. Um, once we started, once I started doing the comic book, um, one of the first things I started doing was a newsletter, you know, thank everybody, right? And then, um, like I said, I don't, I don't know what made me start asking for people. I think for my Patreon, I was trying to do something different, and I had you, right. um, I, I learned with Final Draft that 
the script can be read by different um, AIs, but the AIs are all robotic. So when I when I created the um, my first recording and put it out to my patrons, they were like, "Oh, this is dope." But I would like to hear regular voices and not the robotic voices. So that's when I reached out to people and, you know, people responded and they were willing to do it for free. Um, Cause you know, creators, you know, we're, we're broke in the beginning. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know, I had a lot of people, my, my, I, I love my crew. My crew's doing it, doing the voiceover stuff for free. They're also helping out the promote, like everybody's doing something different. Everybody has a different role. And, um, so once we started, once we had like our first read through of scene one, I was like, oh my God, I can, we can so turn this into an anime series because now we have a podcast, you know, we have a table read component to go along with the script in the, in the actual book when it's done. So that might be, you know, another avenue to get in an animation deal. So we actually do have an animatic done of scene one and, and the goal, the ultimate goal is to eventually pitch the series to Netflix or Hulu. And if they don't pick us up, we're just going to do it ourselves. <laughs> hey, and that's the best way to do it, man. Like, because you, you don't owe any anyone anything at mm-hmm. that point. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, uh, it's been great having you, bro. Um, yeah, thanks for having uh, me. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, let everyone know where they can, uh, you know, um, check out the web comic. Uh, you know, let everyone know your social media. Um, you know, and and uh, anything else you want to, uh, you know, promote and let the folks know. Okay. Um, so we are getting ready to start up another comic book series called Angel Protocol that is actually going to be an all-black cast so you can look out for that um for all of that you can visit the website www.terriojenkinsllc.com um that's the easiest way to get to our social media it's the easiest way to get to the webcomic because the webcomic is on webtoons where we have over a thousand, one thousand one hundred eighty-seven views, and we have twenty-seven subscribers on Webtoons. So you can find us there. But the easiest way to get there is through my website, www.terryjenkinsllc.com. Um, you can feel free to support us on the Patreon. That's also on the website. So that, yeah, so that's the easiest way to get there. All right, and um, you know, like I said, I appreciate you uh, um, taking the time out to chop it up with the Hip Hop Marvel Squad, man. And you're more than welcome um, back. Um, We definitely got to have you back uh, when when the new joint comes out. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 gonna try to produce that one um, a little faster than we did last year. Like I said, we did two pages a month. Um, We're trying to increase that so we can get more investors and supporters on the patreon that will help um go a long way so yeah we're definitely, we're definitely trying to break out issue two so that we can get episode two out right right definitely definitely man i appreciate your time and um appreciate you yeah man brandis you know what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right all right all right y'all have a good night you all too. right good night good night <laughs>